0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Canadian Manufacturing Talks. My guest today is Val Ramanand, co-founder and executive chairman of Solaris Disinfection, Inc., who is talking about their robots, uh, UV technology, as it expands outside of the healthcare industry and into food manufacturing. Thank you for agreeing to do this. So uh, you'll have to forgive me. I'm a little bit in the dark about how the UV technology sort of works. Um, I'm wondering if uh, the light bot is for disinfecting an entire room, an entire facility, uh, items, clothing, how how it works.
1: Yeah, so the light bot was uh, developed to work in, um, in the healthcare sector, in, in a patient room or an operating room. Uh, basically any items that the light is exposed to, will get uh, disinfected in in a certain amount of time based on the dosage of light that we're putting out. So basically we can
0: kill what we see. Can you put it into a room then and disinfect the entire room or do you have to? Yeah, we could put it in a room and disinfect the entire room. Uh, Again, it
1: depends on the size of the room. Based on the size of the room, it will determine the duration of the runtime of the device. Um, So let's say for example, a patient room of around 200 uh, square foot, um, we run two, three minute cycle to disinfect when we're focusing on high-touch areas like doorknobs, bed handrails, remote controls, things that people will normally touch on a more frequent basis that would uh, cause cr- cross-contamination. Interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I, I just want to clear that up. Yeah, so thank you. Um, uh, I guess my my other question is for um, more big picture. Looking at Solaris, I'm curious when the development of the Lightbot and um, UV disinfection technology began at Solaris. Was this a pandemic response, or was this in place even before the pandemic? Um, how did the development of this uh, come to come come about? Yeah, so this was well before the pandemic. Um, so
1: I've I've been in the cleaning business for the last 30 years. My family's in the cleaning company. And about uh, 10 years ago, or eight years ago actually, we wanted to be a bit different than our competitors in the cleaning space. And one of the ways that we saw that we could uh, separate ourselves from the crowd was by developing technologies. And the issue with um, hospital-acquired infections or the issue with people getting cross-contaminated is directly related to improper cleaning. And and, and you know that improper cleaning a lot of times has to do with uh, the uh, resources not being enough, you don't have enough people, they don't have enough time uh, Improper training, they're not trained properly, or the wrong use of chemistry. It's a, a whole bunch of different things come together that studies have shown, you know, 75% of the times when a patient room is clean, 60 to 75% of the times that it's left with some form of a pathogen that's still there for the next occupants. So we saw a void in that area, and what I decided to do was to work with UV technology. I had some previous experience using UV technology for another application, and um, interestingly enough, we we looked at the market and we wanted to know what was the best technology out there. So there's different forms of UV. There's a mercury-based UV system that uses exactly what I said, mercury, uh, mercury to ignite the lamps. And then there was a technology that was um, uh, being used in Russia, which is a xenon pulsed UV. And we chose to work uh, with that technology because we felt as though it, it it fit into the profile of the things that we wanted to do in terms of efficacy, sustainability, and things like that. Um, yeah, so we um, there was one company in the U.S. who were building the power supplies. Uh, for xenon uh, pulse uv we reached out to them but you know they almost laughed at me and which was probably a good thing i'm glad they did because they annoyed me and i figured you know what i'll build it myself so the reality of it what we call them they didn't think we had the bandwidth to take product where you know they were dealing with sony and on a very large very large uh, type of customers and here we were a cleaning company in Mississauga, Canada. Um, so basically, they turned us down. And what I did is I put together a team of engineers and did a bunch of research myself in terms of how this technology works conceptually. And, and we
0: built it. I guess uh, just to interrupt. So when did you have the first product on the market? Was it? Uh, I'm assuming then, if you if 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 everything began eight years ago, you've had UV robots on the market for some time yeah, now. So about
1: four years, we've had uh, products. So there has been a a cycle of, um, you know, uh, design, build, prototype, uh, testing. We we worked with uh, third-party labs. We worked as a matter of fact, our first testing was at uh, Western University is where we did a proof of concept. And then it's been, um, you know, breaking into the market in the U.S. and um, convincing people that a company like ours in the cleaning space can
0: compete against companies that are you know, in their mind, more expert in this field. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, you mentioned um, uh, that you guys have had a product on the market for a few years now. So I imagine once COVID hit, you were sort of rubbing your hands together. You knew that, you know, uh, public health units were going to uh, have a huge demand for products like yours. Uh, Did it play out that way? Uh, Was it looked like there was significant growth? Absolutely. It it did play out that way. Um, Like you've mentioned, our
1: focus in the past was on hospital acquired infections. Cdip MRSA. We've had um, you know a good client base. COVID hit and we couldn't build them fast enough. I, I mean, that. I would I would say we at least three hundred percent increased in in the demand, and we had to scale up very quickly to to meet that demand.
0: Yeah, so I think you mentioned that you also touched on a little bit earlier about uh, breaking into the U.S. market. Uh, I know that um, the Lightbot is found in an, a number of um, Ontario hospitals and you mentioned proof of concept in at Western University. I'm wondering what other markets have uh, good saturation of uh, UV robots.
1: Well, the U.S. Uh, by far is, has been a great adopter of our technology. I see. To be quite honest with you, we're very disappointed in- the adaptation of our technology in our own backyard. I think we've got a couple of hospitals, and and we're in you know close to uh, three four hundred hospitals in the U.S. and we're in less than a handful in Canada.
0: Yeah, so I guess moving on and looking ahead to sort of the future, I'm curious uh, what else Solaris is working on this year uh, in 2021 and beyond uh, from a manufacturing perspective. Uh, I guess I'm curious, um, not necessarily if there are even other robots that are being developed, but uh, if there are any other sort of uh, um, disinfection-related ideas coming out.
1: Yeah, so we're um, basically, over the last uh, year, we've been doing some very strategic acquisitions to, to help us with our manufacturing. We see a big and bright future in robotics in terms of disinfection. Um, and 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 we recently acquired a company in India called Jetbrain to help us with that. So we're focusing on there's several uh, modalities, I guess, for disinfection, whether it's uh, surface or air or even water. These are, th- are some of the things that uh, affects uh, people. So w- our focus has been in uh, on surface with the Solar Slide bar. We're now doing a lot of R and D and testing for air disinfection, which again, COVID uh, speaks for itself in terms of the transmission of droplets. And what we're seeing is that um, uh, just by having some auxiliary type of disinfection to support uh, air disinfection to support a, a
0: built system in a, in a building would be helpful. So we're working on, on that also. It's clear that Solaris has a presence in the, in the healthcare industry. I'm curious what the implications for a product like this uh, are for other industries, specifically in manufacturing, in automotive plants and, and places like that where they could really use you know, disinfection on a lot of tools, on a lot of uh, rooms and facilities and things like that. Does Solaris uh, have a presence in that market? Are they beginning um, conversations in that market or are there reasons why uh, they haven't yet entered there? we are, we see a a
1: very, very big uh, opening in that market, predominantly in the food processing sector. So right now we have two units, I'm not allowed to say what company it is because it's a food processing plant that have a, a major issue with mold. And we are, we've got four robots in that plant and basically it's to help with the mitigation of mold. We are in, Uh, final stages of a two-year study with University of Waterloo, where we're specifically targeting things like Listeria, E. coli, Salmonella. Um, We've done some testing in labs. As a matter of fact, we just finished a a study with UBC that's published where we use the Solaris brains, not necessarily the robot is but the power supply on on grapes, on Malbec grapes that was inoculated with E. coli. um, And we saw three log reduction, which is incredible. One of the good things about the pulse UV is that it does not create any heat. So food processing in terms of the equipment and actually product themselves, we believe that we can help with the extension of shelf life of product. Uh, kind of a, a non-thermal type of uh, disinfection. So very big market for my focus, the last two weeks, all I've been focusing on is uh, food processing plants.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah, so I, I figured that the technology seemed to me way too interesting and way too developed to just be kept to the healthcare industry. So that, that, I mean, that makes sense, it, um, makes a lot of sense. So I guess uh, um, not to put you in an awkward spot, If if you had all the power in the world, how quickly could we see you know, Solaris UV robots and this kind of technology in food processing plants, or um, is it there already? It sounds like it's in this sort of prototype sort of um, beta phase. So I'm, I'm curious if, if you had all the power in the world, are we looking at, you know, the the, the the this kind of technology involved in food processing plants at the by the end of the year, or is that a bit too soon? Absolutely, by the end of the year. As a matter of fact,
1: um, okay. we've custom built a unit that's going to be shipped out to a winery in Kelowna um, called pronounce it Friend or Frying Winery. It's a new winery where uh, they will use it for uh, not only the disinfection on the surface of the grapes, but some of the studies that we've done at UBC indicates that the quality of the grape, like the redness of the wine that will be created by those grapes will actually be redder. So there the, the quality of that wine will be better. So we've made a unit, we've done some testing, and um, like I said, we are aggressively pushing that market. Interestingly enough, one of the companies that I do own, we do work in food processing plants. So we do cleaning in food processing plants. So a lot of our existing clientele, we're starting to convert those by adding. So we go in, we'll do the, the regular disinfection, then we add the robot. Kind of the same concept with healthcare. Like if, if healthcare has a problem, you know, they're doing an incredible job at cleaning. The
0: same problem exists in the food processing sector. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of high-touch industries, um, and, you know, and especially with uh, a lot of work workplace outbreaks happening right now uh, in essential industries like food processing plants and like, you know, manufacturing industry, and I'm sure in the healthcare as well, you know, things like this could have um, huge implications. Um, I guess um, my my final question for you is related to, I guess, sort of like a Health Canada statement that came out late last year. Uh, I'm wondering if you saw it in like November of 2020, They they sort of issued an advisory against people purchasing UV Uh, wands and UV products to for disinfecting um, and repelling against COVID. I'm curious are uh, I'm curious about what your thoughts are on on advisories like that, where, you know, there, there seems to be, uh, to me, it seems like there is a consensus and there's enough research and information to show that UV uh, rays are effective against, um, you know, bacteria and COVID. Uh, but uh, it seems like everyone's not there yet. I'm curious if you saw that announcement and what your thoughts are on on announcements like that.
1: Well, I think the, it needs to be taken into context. The reality of it, they were referring a lot more to the handheld devices. And I, I completely agree with them. Uh, you know, we're involved in the business. The, the, the requirements for killing or disrupting DNA of bacteria, I just, it, it's, it's relative to time and power. Right? So if you, it could work if you leave it there for three days, but to, to want over like that, I see absolutely zero value in it. I agree with that. Uh, um, You're, on
0: that. Uh, yeah, so your co-owner of Solaris, I'm curious if you have one lying around at home that you can just run for like three days. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. So <laughs> I'm not, let's put it this way, I'm not using one.
0: Okay, all right, yeah, exactly. That's what I was curious about is like, you know, if someone wanted, could it just, yeah.
1: There, there are some out there that could be, give have some efficacy but the overall uh, idea that you just wave a magic uv and it kills stuff uh, not gonna
0: work Uh, val thank you very much for your time today no thank you for the opportunity a big thank you again to val ramadan for joining me and a big thanks again to all of our listeners stay tuned for other episodes still to come as well